Ready, set, go. And we are live. Back at it again. Back at it again. It's your boy, Ross Kamara. Welcome to the Ava Comedian Podcast, the most lucrative podcast in the world right now. You know, if you want to laugh a little bit and if you want to get some good content on local politics, here we are. Today is episode 38. We're going to be talking about episode 38. The topic, the topic today is going to be, are we, we're going to be talking about Spotify, Spotify deals. Um, today is September 1st. It was Joe Rogan's first episode as a, as a Spotify podcaster. So welcome to Spotify, Joe Rogan. Um, I don't know what to say. You know, it's it's kind of awesome that Joe Rogan is opening the fields, opening the fields for a lot of uh, comedians, opening the fields for a lot of content creators. So it's great. It's great to see Joe get an opportunity. But before we start, you know, let's we need the intro. We Action. Need the intro. Star. Hill figure nigga. <laughs> Hill figure nigga. Shout out to Star Report. He's been going yeah, since Takashi been out. Star has recorded every different yeah, podcast with a different uh Tommy Ofiger. As you know, Tommy Ofiger is known for uh one saying to black audiences that he didn't want black people to wear his his clothes. So that's why it's very important. But let's get back to the intro. Yo, stop, stop, stop smoking so much, man. You get that good Yo, shit out of good, my people? It's me, Ross Kamara, your favorite comedian and activist. As you see right here, I'm at the Trayvon Martin March for uh, Million, Million Hoodie March. Yeah, I'm here with the mayor, working a few positions with things. Hey, justice for Junior, justice for Junior. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Oh, man, this is awesome, my old neighborhood. Uh, 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 we have Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. I'm just a conspiracy. We're gonna joke around, we're not gonna be all left, we're not gonna be all right, we're gonna be making fun of everybody. Anybody could get it. Uh, we're gonna give shout outs to a lot of people that uh, currently in the industry, currently uh, doing great work for Comedy is a good solution for this country right now. We don't need fights, we don't need to be fighting each other. You know, celebrate each other and your family, everybody knows. It's a little bit of a taboo. Yeah. I wish I was home! I wish I was home! 
Trey looking like Diddy's son right now. Nah, that's Diddy's son. That's Diddy's son. Nah, I'm just kidding. He's just fly as hell. <laughs> You'll see him soon. Shout out to your boy. Always, always being a creator. A creator. Coffee. I don't know which one you guys are into. 
But uh, it's funny, like when you when you grow up in a country that everybody thinks of, of like Shapiro, mm-hmm. and like with and like I feel like when people goes back back to my country and they they expect Shapiro and they see all these black people, they're like, <laughs> what the fuck did we sign up to? But that's my sign. Thank you guys. Well, that was amazing. You saw how cringy those white people in that room were? Shit, man. That's why I love comedy. You could talk about everything. I mean, I ain't trying to look angry. Look at all these posts. Uh, you know, they always make me angry. Like, I'm angry. I ain't angry. Yo, follow me. Make sure y'all follow me on YouTube. Make sure y'all follow me on Facebook. Follow the Afro-Latino Immigrant Society. Make sure y'all support. Hey, I need 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, man. I need y'all help, man. Shout out to my dog. You know, make sure y'all uh, support my Patreon at Ras Kamara, R A S K A M A R A. I'm out. So today we're gonna talk about. Uh, that was a nice intro. Today it was the first time that I feel like I put the intro in, a, in at the right time, so I felt satisfied on the way that the intro went in. Also, debuting today because we didn't have the cable. It came with no cable. Because that's what $350 uh, mics are like. They just come with the mic. $50 thing. I don't know how life works. $50 garbage mics made in China would actually come with the camera, the mic, the stand, all for $50. What is life decisions? Because... It's all about the type of mic that you have at the end of the day. Sometimes you're doing a podcast, and I understand for the listener, because the podcast world is mostly a car world. Not a lot of broke people. Not saying a lot of broke people, but I, I'm a New Yorker. So as a New Yorker, I meet, I know a lot of people that technically they tend to have public transportation. So with public transportation... You only listen to what you listen to. In New York, you can't get caught up. Like, you can listen to a podcast on the car, and it's because, for example, in my case, I do Uber Eats. So, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast like it's church. I listen to the Joe Button podcast like it's church. Joe Button, like, top of the line. Sometimes I have a Thursday that I'm like, oh, shit, today is Thursday? So I missed the podcast yesterday, and I get to listen to the podcast, and I just feel so happy because for three hours, I could just listen to this morons talk and think for me. Not like in the sense of think of me, of like I'm making life decisions with them, but yeah, actually I'm making life decisions. As soon as Joe Rogan decided to move to LA, to, to Texas, guess what? We in California, baby. Now it's our time. Now it's our time to, to work on that $100 million contract. So that's why we we you got you guys got to support you guys got to support, got to support the Apple Comedian Podcast. Got to make sure y'all 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 like my content. You know y'all 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 support my my YouTube account because creators are taking big risks. I'm I'm taking a big risk by not staying in Florida. Nah, nah, kind of like Florida is going back. So Florida is we in 2020. Florida stuck in 2012, so they trying to redo everything that Obama did. So they in 2012, they they technically like. Because Obama's Obama's 
beginning of the presidency, it was three years of garbage. It was like, this nigga's good looking, but the economy is shitty. So motherfuckers started gaining hate and hate and hate and hate and hate. And that hate turned into the Tea Party. As y'all know, the Tea Party... I'm a Tisha, cause like that's that's what my name is. Like Ross Kamara was a uh, a Ross name that uh, a man on the street in 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 Burnside who sells like oils, a Rastafarian. He sells oils, incense, and probably like pipes and other bullshit. Um, he sells them in the corner, and he said. He said, uh, that was the first time I had dress. That's the dress. If you go to my YouTube account, you can see that I have uh, a one-year journey of, like, it's called the end dress lock. So, I basically grew from on my hair for a whole year. And every, every month of the year, I develop videos about the, about the, the development of my hair, how my hair was growing. Like how long it takes to grow and whatever, whatever. So that content, I'm sorry, I'm I'm moving things around because I'm trying to charge my computer at the same time. But it's a lot to think about. But um, I'm very satisfied with this mic because um, it's gonna increase the the productivity and the value. Um, later on, I'm gonna add up my camera. Cause I'm all I'm all set up now. Like I'm all set up. Like I'm not trying to spend money, but at the same time, you gotta you gotta you gotta invest on yourself. So I have my own equipment. I got my laptop. I might need another computer, but I have my laptop. I might ha I might need like a like like a like a PC computer so I could be able to do content and not put too much pressure on this Mac because I'm not a I'm a I'm a mess man so um let me see where is this thing so I'll let's go back so I got I got I got this camera also so it's just basically my Nikon. I I have I I can't lie. I have actually not put much into the much into the fuck. Can't it's hanging on a lamp, so so in reality, it's not. It's not, it's not in, in the best type of shape right now. So let me just, um, let me just do this.
The Tea Party is an American fiscally conservative political movement within the Republican Party. Members of the movement have called the lower taxes and for reduction of national debt in the United States and federal budget deficit through decreased government spending. The movement supports small government principles and opposes government-sponsored universal health care. The Tea Party movement has been described as a popular constitutional movement composed as a mixture of libertarian right-wing populists and conservative activism. It has sponsored multiple protests and supported various political candidates since 2009. Imagine that. That's not, I, I, I said 2012, it was 2009. It was literally after Obama touched the, touched the White House. So according to the American Enterprise Institute, various polls in 2013 it's estimated that slightly of 10% of Americans identify as a part of the movement. The Tea Party movement launched on February 19, 2009, called by reporter Rick Santelli on the floor of the Chicago Merca for a Tea Party. Several conservative activists agreed by conference call to call against Barack Obama's agenda and schedule a series of protests. Supporters of the movement subsequently have had mayor. So the Sea Party were protesting within their rights about, but then the Sea Party was just a racist party, to tell you the truth. Because then, then they revealed themselves to just be Trump enthusiasts. So like, look, the movement names refers to the Boston Tea Party, a watershed event in the launch of the American Revolution. In 1773, even demonstrated against taxation by the British government without political representation for the American colonies. In, ref in reference to Boston Tea Party, and even costume from the 1770s era, and commonly heard and seen in the Tea Party movement. The Tea Party movement focused on significantly. Okay, so yeah. So they. Reduction of government spending, they just cut money for the wrong places, for the school systems, and all those, those things that you actually need. So, it's hypocritical because if if, uh, if um, Black Lives Matter is asking for uh, reform in a sense of... If Black Lives Matter is asking for reform in a sense of... Um, Like, we're citizens, we've been here for 400 years, and you guys have not respected us, and you're still killing us like before. The same things that MLK was asking for, and the same rebellion that was in the civil rights era is happening right now. It's just that a lot of things that MLK did was not, was not recorded. A lot of the things that uh, most of these activists do is 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 used as propaganda right now because we are in a in an in a election cycle and that election cycle creates a circus like i think that's even that's the name of a show too there's a show right now called circus in which um it's it just follows the the it just follows the the candidates because you forget that trump is so it's such a like, like a such a figure, 
that I don't know, man. Like this is weird. By the way, sometimes I I don't know if this is like narcissistic out of me, but sometimes I have the tendencies to email my to Google myself. So and then it's just like sometimes you should be surprised about the pictures that are there. Sometimes most of them are my pictures, but then you realize like a lot of people take your pictures. So I come through here like right away. Like if you search me, that's me. <laughs> like that's so gangster. Like I like that representation of me. Like I ain't gonna lie. I like that. Before, before I, you will see more, but I guess through the contents of websites and like and like purchasing a website is probably like they just so yeah like like this is dope. Like you give up your credentials, you it's like so dope. Yo, that's me, bro. <laughs> I was weird out. Like, nah, but like, I just, because sometimes you got to put up your your status and my resume is like a, my resume is mostly digital footprints. So I got a lot of digital footprints that like, sometimes you just be like, whoa. So, it's, it's good. This is me um, at the inauguration of the, of the what's what I'm gonna call it the the Washington Museum African American History. There was you know I was there for the beginning. Like Obama was there. Like he was in the in the um the, I guess in the in the lawn. I don't even know what giraffe is, but that's a cool picture. I would like to go to San Francisco just to see. It's like something. One thing you realize about California is how special it is. About like the division of of states. Shout outs to Walgreens for having this beauty three sixty nourished coconut. It's like so essential, man. Like I'm, I today I I exfoliated. I exfoliated. First, I did my hair, which you still see like little white things because I put pomade. So I did my own hair. But shout outs to, damn, I gotta, I gotta see his name because I truly don't know his name. I know I added him up on in, in Instagram. So this kid, I went to do a delivery and this kid, well, his name is Pajaro. So his his nickname is Pajaro. So this this little kid, I saw this kid like cutting hair. So I was like, "Yo, I go, I got, I got, I go next." He like, 
So I'm like, so I'm like, yo. So I'm playing around, just like I got next. Cause yo, you know what happens is that today, today for the first time, barbershops could open, but in California, a lot, of, most of the things were closed. Just I like what Joe Rogan was complaining about. <laughs> he he's a he's he hasn't he I, I think he hasn't left California yet. He's still talking about going to Texas, but I think he's being a little cut about it. I know he physically wants to stay. But he knows that he would rather spend twelve million dollars on his on his um, enterprise than giving it to a government that he doesn't feel like satisfy his needs. So if if you have your needs and you like, I want a government that does this, 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 but then you have twelve millions and you could be a philanthropist with Spotify's money. That becomes very beneficial because you could do a right-on move. Like, you know, you, you talk to Elon Musk. You talk to all the smart people. You should gain something out of that. So he's trying to grow, He's trying to bring out his little conglomerate. He's a little Howard Stern. But the thing is that right now he needs his, his war chest. War chest with Joy Diaz. Joy Diaz... I saw a video of Joey Diaz boss. Holy crap. He has the biggest balls I ever seen in a human being. This nigga has high hippopotamus balls. I'm oh my god. I don't even know if you could show this, but Joey Diaz balls, he showed them in a charity. And what a way to give to charity than showing you big old muscle balls like yo there was was like it wasn't even gay to see it it was like impressive it was like wow this nigga's a bull <laughs> yo Diaz balls he's my favorite he gets me mad sometimes because like he reacted like a like an Italian I'm like nigga you fucking Cuban mm. But he grew up in that New York that was like from the Bronx Tale, New York. Like, like, what you doing here? What you doing in my neighborhood, nigga? <laughs> like, yo, calm the fuck down. That nigga works at... <laughs> that nigga works at Shake Shack. You cannot talk to the niggas like that. The niggas bring us business. <laughs> so, so, so Joey decided to move to uh, Jersey, and I applaud that. One, cause he's recording Sopranos. So, all of those Italians that when Sopranos dies, they went out to get a Cuban guy. <laughs> they got the Cuban guy. That looks mad Italian. Like, yo, Joey, get that haircut that we told you. Get that. <laughs> yo, Diaz, man. Yo, I swear to God. Let me see. Let me see. Um, yo, some people be asking how much this nigga's worth. Why they? Why they try to volley my nigga like that?
Did I search that before? Yeah. Yeah, like his balls is huge, bro. Took his balls out for comedy, bro. That shout outs to Joe Rogan, man. I, I was gonna I was not gonna listen to the podcast on Spotify because of the fact that Joe Joe Button got got screwed by Spotify. So Joe Button put a lot of in and outs to it. But that's what he wanted. Like that's what he wanted. He wanted to get a scoop of how they run shit. He got the blueprint. He got the blueprint. Like he got the blueprint for Spotify. He he got to be for eight seasons because like if you do two years, two years is like eight seasons because like like sometimes like a show might not run for more than three months. They could have like a six month trial. And if your ratings ain't that good, bro, we need to put the uh, the next pilot on. So we gotta keep it moving if you're not if you're not if you're not keeping up with the numbers. So I think that's how Hollywood works, you know. It's not no. show them to you even better. So that's uh, Bresh Freisner. All, all of these guys are Joey... Damn, look at his balls, bro. Them shit look like too fucking... <laughs> Yo, his shit is huge. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck? Joey Diaz is a savage. Ah, classic booty ass. He always sex on his balls. Wow, this guy is just tremendous. Damn, dude, look at this picture. This nigga's going back to Jersey. I wonder how, how Jersey takes this back late. We love Bruce Springsteen. But Joy D is coming back. He's gonna come back. Most of his, like, most of Joey's coke dealers are like, Joey? That nigga owes me money from 1987. Yo, he, Joey Diaz stories be like this. In 1987, it was a Saturday. Yeah, Christina, yeah, that, that honky bitch. <laughs> like, he goes to the date, he tells you random shit that you, you don't even know if it was raining or not, but now he tells you, like, it was raining. I remember that day. And he brings you like a like a baseball fact for you to identify the day. So it was like, yeah, it was the day that Charles Monson fell on that plane. It was Saturday, right? Yeah, yeah. Look it up, look it up, look it up. 
leave. Yeah, it was the same thing. Yeah. So now you're like, oh shit, it's true. It's true. That shit is true because he knows the day. And now you're like, you seen truth with maybe that nigga bullshit. And he, and he just remembers when the Yankees won every time. Because it was, it was cool to be in New York at that time. It was cool because buildings were literally burning. The captain of the... the 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 Yankees went through the longest tenor tenor of not winning a championship, almost like nineteen years. Um, let me see. The Yankees, the Yankees had in nineteen seventy seven they won their world championship with like a, a weird coach that the Yankees were basically poor. Like that was when like uh, Stan Burner like bought them and like. Make them who they are. Let me see. Um, So the Yankees, oh man, last time was 2009, man. That was that was a good year. 2009, we got a black president. The Yankees won, and then the the Giants won. It was just amazing. It was a freaking oh, it was so amazing. So this is the longest tenure that the Yankees ever lost, ever um, ever um, won. I'm saying. So. You see, 1962, I said 1962, and this is 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. So basically, like, they they, lost, they didn't win for 16 years. And that was not normal because look, look at all this championship, bro. Look at this shit. Like, like. Like boom, we 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 got we got the baby roof, and we got 2023. Boom, three years later, we got another one, another one, and then like we like ah now nah. um, other motherfuckers was just like like they dishwashers, and sometimes they had to go to World War Two, and their wife had to come. That was a movie. That was literally a movie, and they had to play the black girls, and they were like, what the fuck. This bitch just want to be equal. We're women. They're like second women. <laughs> um, in 1932, so that was like, like four years, whatever. And then like four years again. You know, it was like a presidency. Boom, after every four years, we went again. Like 37, back to back, to back to back. And then we lost one time. And then we got back to 1941. 1940. Mind you, we went to the work to the championship of the ALFs every time, and then we went to the World Series and probably lost, but who cares? We went to the World Series. Um, 1947, 
with the Dodgers. We beat them, Dodgers. We were losing to New York. The Dodgers, Ebbsphere. I I remember I I work as a as a canvasser, and um, the the white interns didn't want to go to Ebbsfield because it's freaking dangerous there. There's like three gangs, in different sides of the buildings, different entrances. So um, you gotta knock. Yo, my nigga, why are you knocking on my door for? Um. Making up a, a name. Is Priscilla, is Priscilla Hayes in here? Yeah, that's my grandma. What you want? Oh, nice. Uh, the thing is, I'm working with Ada Fox, um, and she's running for city council of this district. And I'm just letting you know that with the development of the Barclays, the our our opponent. Yo, my nigga, you talking too much shit. What the fuck? What, what the fuck you want? Well, I'm, I'm gonna need her to like register to vote or like at least you know uh, sign up for registrations before the deadline because you know it's gonna be very critical because the our yo bro you talking too much, uh, sir. Yo bro, look the our opponent. Is bought by the developers. The developers want to put this this building from public to private, and they just gonna throw people out. Oh, word! Nah, nah, nah. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna show her information. I bet. I'm gonna give it to her. And can I sign up too? How old are you? I'm 26, but like I got a record. But can I? I'm like nah. You can't. Run. All right, good looking, good looking. So you gotta talk to people a different way. You gotta be like you can't you can never deny because like that's what happens. The system goes through gerrymandering, but sometimes they they move the district. So like last last like four years ago, you used to vote and you used to vote in your local school, but now they cut the the district in a way that the school is not part of that district because like let's say there's white people here, there's voters here, so they make bridges over things. Sometimes like like there's a a, a representative uh, office that like like oh like for example AOC she's she's part of the Bronx and Queens like that that that's mostly like gerrymandering so like so like let's say if it's that part of Queens or or is that part of Brooklyn like instead of being regular Brooklyn it gets controlled by by more mostly the monopoly. No, not like the monopoly of like. Let's say if you have a city council, like he he would he would influence you, and if you have a conservative guy that now like your district is cut and your vote don't really count because they have put a lot of people that are for him. Let's say you know like you could cut a district in a way of like yo that building hates me, fuck that, <laughs> for real like you could cut that building, boom cut that building, can yo you want to switch. And they do regional moves like what the heck? So and but that sometimes is at a convenience that like you could put all your voters in one little sector. So like like it's also convenient for their own purpose. Sometimes for good or for not. But um, sorry, the Yankees won so much that is, this is gonna take a long time. But let's let's do it. Nineteen forty nine. Um, let me see. Let's
Number 51, Bernie Williams. Baby, burn, baby, burn, bro. That's my favorite right there. So, what you gonna call it? Um, yeah, let's, let's go back to the Yankees. The Yankees just went so much. Oh my God, it was so disrespectful in the 50s. That shit was disrespectful. Disrespectful. The, it says here, the Yankees are arguably the most successful professional sports team in the United States. They have won 19 American League East Division um, titles, 40 American League pennants, and 40s and 27 World Series, all which are, are MLB records. How many of, yeah, let's go. So let's go. Um, 1953, 1953, <laughs> and like it's it's like it wasn't it a whatever but um and then there's like son of sam son of sam is outside son of sam so son of sam was this um was this uh serial killer it's david berkowitz um Um, David Richard Ber Berkowitz, also known as Son of Sam, Sam meaning devil, and the 44 caliber killer, is an American serial killer who pleaded guilty to eight separate shootings attacks that began in New York City, City during the summer of 1976. Berkowitz grew up in New York City and served as a U.S. Army before committing his crime using a 44 caliber bulldog revolver he killed six people and wounded seven others by july 1977 killing spree terrorized new yorkers and gained worldwide notoriety as the number of victims increased berkowitz eluded the biggest police manhunt in the history of the new york city while leaving letters that mocked the police and promised further Crimes, which were highly publicized by the press, on the on the night of August 10, 1977, Berkowitz was taken into custody by nine, by NYPD homicide detectives in front of Yonkers apartment buildings. He was subsequently indicted of eight shooting incidents. He confessed to all of them and initially claimed. To have been obeying the orders of a demon manifest in the form of a dog belonging to his neighbor, Sam, 
Despite his explanation, Berkowitz was found mentally competent to stand trial. The plea guilty to he pled guilty to second degree murder and has and was incarcerated in state prison. He subsequently admitted to that the dog and devil was a host. In the course of further police investigation, Berkowitz was also implicated in many unsolved arsons in the city. Intense coverage of the case by the media lent a king celebrity status Beckles, which she seemed to enjoy as noted by the observers. In response, the New York State Legislature enacted new status known as Son of Sam laws designed to keep criminals from financially profiting from the publicity created by their crimes. The, stat the statuses have remained law in New York despite various legal challenges. challenges. Similar laws have been enacted in several other states. Berkowitz have been incarcerated since his arrest in serving a six consecutive life sentence during okay. During the mid-1990s, he amended his confession to claim that he had a member of a violent satanic call that orchestrated an incident as a ritual murder. A few law enforcement authorities have said the claim might be credible. But he remains the only person charged with the shooting. A new investigation of the murder began in 1997, but was suspended after inciting violence. That's weird. That um, he he there might have been more people on it. So that was 1977. It was rough for the. It was rough. Um. Not, so damn. And then from 1978. It's a lot of years. Almost 20, almost 20 years, 18 years. Oh shit, right now we haven't lost. We haven't once in 11 years. Damn, we beat the Max, the Max, poor Max. 2000 was not for you, Max. But it was good for the city. 2000. Good for the Yankees and the Max. And the mess make it to the World Series. That was nice. As you know, we got the Knicks. So, um, are we going to go back to that topic? What was I even talking about? We, I was talking about Joy Diaz. But... It's 12 o'clock. Wow, why am I going into a Joy Diaz? All right, so let's let's read a Joe Rogan article. Actually, let's see if there's any Joe Button articles.
Looking back at the past year, it's reasonable to conclude that Spotify has been successful in controlling its narrative for the most part. Since The Hollywood Reporter dropped that big cover story last November, the company has progressively ramped up the pace of its announcements, whether it was of the dry but woe technical variety, streaming ad insertion, video, and so on, or of the overtly sexier talent deal variety, higher ground, Joe Rogan, Warner Brothers. The onset of the pandemic slowed the narrative down a bit, but as we crawl towards the end of summer, it genuinely feels like we're coming out of a stretch where there was a new Spotify headline popping out every other week. This press strategy has a flood-the-zone feel, notable for both its ability to create dissensive momentum and its capability, through sheer volume, of drowning out emerging lines of skepticism. There's always something new coming from Spotify, and that relentless newness has a tendency to crowd out or simply outdate criticism. Which isn't to say there hasn't been any noteworthy dissent. Back in February, the antitrust scholar Matt Stoller penned a strong critique of Spotify in his newsletter, Big where he sought to illustrate the parallel between Spotify's efforts in podcasting and what Google did to the web. As strong as that argument was, however, it didn't really seem to break through. One could perhaps fault it to be too technical or too academic, but either way, when that piece first dropped, I thought I'd be hearing about it more often, but to this date, I simply haven't. As with matters of political opinion, what's typically required to drive attention, and swing sentiment, is a sense of spectacle, and last week, we seem to have gotten our very first bona fide spectacle of the Spotify critical sort, courtesy of the former rapper-turned-media personality Joe Budden. Last Wednesday, the Joe Budden podcast, which has the distinction of being one of the first podcasts that signed an exclusive deal with Spotify, dropped an episode containing an extended segment in which Button vociferously expressed frustration at being, in his telling, wildly undervalued and exploited by Spotify. A veteran of the music industry, Button proceeded to characterize Spotify as essentially replicating the old power positions of music and the music industry within the podcast context. He framed the story as one where the company was pillaging his audience, evoked a long history of black artists being exploited by largely white-owned corporate powers, and accused Spotify of aggressively rendering podcasts as disposable commodities meant to feed its aspirations towards platform monopoly. Everybody's not looking to feed the soil, some are just looking to take the fruit, he said building up to the newsworthy hook of the segment. Now that his contract with Spotify was coming to an end, Button declared that he's all but certain to pull the show off the platform and reject any renewal deal. The gambit was effective as a spectacle, driving a torrent of headlines the next day. Some context. Button's deal with Spotify was originally signed in mid-2018, shortly before the Swedish streaming platform would embark on its massive podcast efforts. In Button's telling, the success of his podcast on Spotify is a big part of what pushed the platform into its current direction, informing what would be the spendy acquisitions of Gimlet Media and Anchor in early 2019 along with everything that came after that. 
A report in the information from March supports this reading, noting that the deal brought hundreds of thousands of new subscribers to Spotify, and that it was so successful such that CEO Daniel Ake would tell his ex. Let's do 1,000 of these. There's quite a bit more to the specific button story, filled with peculiar and ornate details, and though I'll keep things moving for the sake of efficiency, I'll say that you don't have to click around too much to find summaries of it in case you don't want to spend two hours listening to the actual episode. Here's Vulture, The Verge, Bloomberg, The Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Complex, The LA Times, Pitchfork, and hot new hip-hop. Did I mention it drove headlines? Of course, there's a valid interpretation of this story that principally views it as an effort by Button to publicly increase his leverage over Spotify in the ongoing negotiation over his deal. Over email, a curious observer compared the situation to a feat of professional wrestling. While that's probably true, and while there are other aspects of the button segment that could warrant its own scrutiny and skepticism, that still doesn't necessarily invalidate the criticism he's laid out. Indeed, it's a strain of criticism about Spotify that's already present among a decent swath of the podcast community. Based on many, many, many conversations over the months, I can attest that there are many, many, Many podcast creators who feel anxiety over and frustration with Spotify potentially doing unto on-demand audio what YouTube has done to online video, even if those anxious creators themselves continue to do business with the platform. They don't typically voice their anxieties in public because they do business with Spotify, but it's an anxiety and a feeling that's nevertheless very much present at scale. The thing I'm wondering is whether this button situation actually opens the door for more talent, big and small, to join this public descent with respect to Spotify. It may very well not. And this story could very well end with Button signing a soup-up deal with Spotify, or with him taking his show elsewhere and us never hearing about this again. Still, the possibility is interesting. Meanwhile, Spotify presses on, ramping up its DL making with influencers and celebrities, bolstered by rumors of offering a seven-figure development deal with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. The magneto, the magneto to my Professor X. I heard Charlemagne go on a little rant, and I was disappointed because all I hear when any of my peers talk is how much they don't know. See, I'm never speaking from ego. I have one, but in matters of business, you have to remove it. Mm, definitely, because you want to make a sound decision. Ego would have me reacting to all of this bullshit y'all out there saying, but I don't 
because I know it's from ignorance. I know you don't know. And I know it's my job to tell you. I know that I have done that no since the beginning of my career. Went and found something out, came back and told the people, Charlemagne, let me help you. I know that you have this healthy obsession with me. I know that you think we are competing. It, you might also think that we're fighting the same fight. You would be sadly mistaken in all three of those. This goes back to the Breakfast Club interview with Dame Dash. And he tried to tell y'all, but it went how it went when you're trying to explain something to people who just cannot imagine that. Charlemagne, you're not going to get it because I own this. <laughs> my most valuable, my most powerful, my most accomplished asset, I own it. Ownership. You see all these black people running around preaching ownership, ownership, ownership. There's a reason for it. You, my friend, work for iHeart and have for 10 years. I came in here one day and said, yo, Stephen A. Smith got 10 million a year. I see him on everything. <laughs> he's doing the finals, sports center, he's interviewing athletes, he's fucking talking to Max, he's talking to this person, he's got a radio show, he's doing everything in the world. 10 million? Well, yeah, well, you know, I own some shit. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. We got that part. But let's zero in on what it means. Charlemagne, you broke an entire you broke an entire radio station. Number one, morning drive. Ten years in a row. I asked him when I spoke to him, do you think you're paid properly for the work that you've done? <laughs> How much y'all make up there? You ain't got to answer it. <laughs> you don't have to answer it. I know, y'all know. Go to sleep and think about it. But 10 years at number one, breaking a radio station, breaking a network, because it's iHeart. Right. They also have a podcast division. See, Charlemagne, for me, Joe would never do that because it signifies conflict of interest. Whoa, the radio has a podcast department. <laughs> no, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I only thought the Spotify shit would make sense because they were fighting with the labels. Let's get them some money and see what they do with it. We synced it. <laughs> now we know. And I'm coming back to tell people. Like we've done historically. <laughs> we've. This has always been who we have been. I see people saying, there go Joe burning a bridge again. There's oppression on the bridge. There's oppression on the bridge. Yo, this thing go crazy. Years ago, I was like, yo, why Cap want to be in the NFL if the NFL is wild? They would have to make changes first. And that's what he, he ain't in. <laughs> he ain't in, he ain't trying to be in. He's still trying to affect change on the outside. I cannot have somebody with a voice as powerful as you. First of all, just I, be, I want to ask, why does, why does Mo have to be on that uncomfortable seat? Now that I'm noticing, like, like he's a little fat to that seat. Like, I'll, I'll be uncomfortable in that position all the time. Like, I'm just, maybe I'm just hating. 
misinformed on shit. Ten years, y'all number one. How are you paid? I'm listening to your fucking ads. We're not having the same fight behind the scenes. It looks the same, but it's not the same. Don't be fooled by the cross streets. I'm walking this way. You started your YouTube page in 2019 of August. I'm behind the scenes saying no. You cannot insert SAI into 400 episodes of Back Catalog. <laughs> you cannot ruin user experience this way. Know why? Because it's fucking mine. And since you don't understand that, Charlemagne, let me paint a different example for you. Let me come to your house every day and paint over 400 of your favorite sneakers. A different paint every day. <laughs> Would you let me? Hmm. You? You? Hmm. No, of course you wouldn't let me fucking do that. It's silliness. I'm on the phone with Charlemagne listening to my brother fight for oppression. <laughs> it don't make sense. And he don't even under, he don't even see it still. It bothers me when I have to waste time to turn around and explain some shit to somebody that's bright. But fine, let's do it. Charlemagne. They ushered your ass right out of the HBO doors. Why? According to you, for something you didn't do. <laughs> That's oppression. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't have your own. We're not fighting the same fight at all. Your MTV2 show, where is it? It's gone. Know why it's gone? Because white people said it should be gone. <laughs> white people didn't see the value in your amazing show, Charlemagne, that you were pulling creators up from Twitter 